is coming up now on Established in the Faith. The Philistines had set their battle in array. We're seeing the exact same thing take place in our nation today. But I come to tell you, I hear the sound in the tops of the mulberry trees. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. book of 2nd Samuel chapter 5. We're going to pick it up in verse 22 today. 2nd Samuel chapter 5 verse 22. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up But fetch a compass behind them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so. As the Lord had commanded him, and smote the Philistines from Gibba until thou come to Gazer. I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. The sound of a going in the mulberry trees. Let's go to the Lord and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice today. And Lord, as I have studied and prepared, I ask now for the anointing of your Spirit to rest upon me and help me, Lord, to rightly divide this word of truth, to bring this word to the people. Anoint your people, Lord, to hear and to receive your word today. May they hear and hear correctly. Lord, I pray that needs will be met, that your people will be edified and drawn closer to you in some way. And we are careful to give you praise and glory. And everyone said, Amen. And amen. Mankind is very slow as it pertains to accepting the will of God and doing what God wants. Really, when you get right down to it, mankind could really care less about what God wants unless you can prove to him in some way that what God wants is in his best interest. And let me tell you, what God wants is always in your best interest. But it took 47 years. It had been a long time in coming for David since the great prophet Samuel came to Bethlehem and anointed him as a little boy, somewhere around 12 to 15 years of age. But now, what God promised is now a reality. 
And let me tell you, God has promised us great things. He's got good things in store for us. And sometimes it can look like it's a far off, it's very distant. But keep the faith. If you don't quit, God won't quit. And what God has promised you, if you'll keep the faith, if you'll keep pressing in, what God has promised will come to pass. He has never failed on a single promise. And He will never fail. We may fail and often do, but God will not fail when it comes to His promises. And like I said, all of Israel finally come together and they accepted God's way. God's way today, and really when you think about it, it's always been this way. God's way is the cross, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Who Jesus is, what he did, his perfect life, his death, burial, and resurrection, all of it. That is God's way. It has never changed. He was slain from the foundation of the world, Simon Peter said. And when the word got to Hiram, the king of Tyre, the Bible said that he sent messengers unto David and he sent cedar trees and carpenters and masons to David and they built him a house when you accept God's way there will be some who will encourage you they will give you a word of encouragement and help you in your walk with God. And they will do things and say things and give you things and, and do all that they can to help you, help build you up in the things of God. And such was Hiram, the king of Tyre. But when the Philistines heard that Israel had anointed David the king, they set their battle in array to come against David and to kill David. Let me tell you this. It is the anointing of the Holy Spirit that breaks the yoke of Satan. And that anointing only comes through and by the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is Jesus Christ and Him crucified, the cross. And Satan will do everything he can to stop the gospel of Jesus Christ from going forward. All of this that was done with David, God would use David and his lineage leading up to the Lord Jesus Christ. As you read here in this chapter, you'll see where David didn't dot every I, he didn't cross every T. He took him more wives and concubines and had children, and we have a list of those children there. But in that list, you'll see two mentioned, Nathan and Solomon. Despite the failures, 
God would use these two young men who would ultimately lead up to Mary and Joseph. And God would use them to be the parents of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Although David's sin was great, let me tell you, God's grace was greater. Glory to God. And He can take any situation that we may find ourselves in. Although we've played the fool and we've caused the problem. If we'll turn it over to the Lord and let Him handle it, He'll turn it into our good. He'll work all things for our good. If we'll trust Him, we'll follow Him. If we'll do what He wants us to do. But the Philistines, they set themselves against David. Satan would use this group of people to kill David, to try to stop David. And I want you to notice there in verse 19, 2 Samuel 5 and verse 19, that David inquired of the Lord. Although Hiram was a good friend, the king of Tyre, although Hiram had been in this position of leadership for years and had much advice to give David, David did not go and seek the counsel of man, but he went and sought the counsel of God. And David went to the Lord. Unless you have a proper prayer life to where you seek the Lord on a daily basis, there will be no victories in your heart and life. And as David sought the Lord, I want you to notice there also in that verse that the Lord said to David, Go up, and I'll deliver the Philistines into your hand. The Lord spoke to David. More than likely, it was done through and by the use of the Urim and the Thummim. Today, the Lord speaks to us through His Word. And we need to read His Word. We need to hear His Word. It's one thing to have a prayer life, but you've got to couple up His Word along with that prayer life. Read His Word and study His Word. And David obeyed the Word of God, and he won that battle. But the Bible says again, the Philistines came up yet again, verse 22. Sadly, this is going to be the case in your Christian experience. There's always going to be something coming up against you. Again and again and again. And although you've won yesterday's battle, and thank God for it, there's going to be another battle today and another battle tomorrow. There's always going to be something against you. And don't presume anything. Just because God moved in a certain way yesterday and got you out of the mess that way yesterday and He told you to do thus and so yesterday that don't mean that that's what he wants you to do today 
just because the church up the road had a problem and they went about it and done it that particular way don't mean that we're supposed to follow suit and do it like they did. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Don't presume anything. Don't sit there and think, well, what will be, will be. Whether I go and vote here in a few weeks or not, what will be, will be. No, you've got a part to play. You need to inquire of the Lord and vote for who God tells you to vote for. You do what God tells you to do. Just because he moved a certain way yesterday, that don't mean he's going to move that way today. God allows opposition, things to come against us again and again. It's to draw us to him, not to get in a rut. See, we're all creatures of habit, and we get in a rut. David inquired of the Lord this time. And he said, Dana, if you will, pull it up on the screen. 2 Samuel 5, verse 23. The Lord said, You shall not go up, but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. That didn't make any sense. And sometimes what God tells us to do, it don't make any sense. You see, God has given us one message. He has given us one task, and that is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the world out here looks at it and says, well, that's crazy, that's foolishness. How in the world can a man that lived 2,000 years ago dying on a piece of wood, how in the world can that help me today? It's foolishness. It's what Paul said in the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. He said, I know the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to those of us who are saved, it is the power of God. But that's what God has given us to do. And it's foolishness to the world. Sadly, it's foolishness to much of the church. And the church is having board meetings and they're doing other things other than what God said. God said, get behind the mulberry trees. Instead of getting behind the mulberry trees and doing what God says, we're having meetings and letting the majority rule. You do what God tells you to do. And this time the Lord didn't say go up and fight them head on. He said, y'all go hide behind those mulberry trees over there. He said, and when you hear the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall bestir thyself. This was the sign from the Lord. The Lord told David where to go, what to do, and when to do it. And if we'll seek the Lord after that fashion, He'll also tell us where to go, what to do, and when to do it. When you hear the sound of a going...
in the tops of the mulberry trees. That means they had to be listening. And Jesus said time and time again, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. The Philistines had set their battle in array. We're seeing the exact same thing take place in our nation today. They don't go under the name of the Philistines. They go under many names. They're doing a lot of things in opposition to Christianity and in opposition to America, really, when you get down to it. We got them kneeling at the national anthem. We got them tearing down statues, tearing up public property. We've got them laying in the streets, blocking traffic setting things on fire, and it, and it seems to be all you hear on the news today. But I come to tell you, I hear the sound of a rustling in the tops of the mulberry trees. Jesus said, when you see these things, look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. The sound that I hear is the sound of Pentecost. Dana, if you will, pull it up on the screen, the book of Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. I wish that there was a way that the church as a whole, all across America, I wish we all could come together in one accord, in one place, the foot of the cross. I wish we could all come back into the unity of the finished work of Christ. But sadly, that's not going to happen. But when they all came together in one accord in one place, the Bible says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Move down to verse 14. Peter stood up. Lifted up his voice and said, verse 16, This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days. That's the day that we're living in right now. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. That's Baptist flesh. That's free will Baptist flesh. That's Methodist flesh. That's Presbyterian flesh. He said all flesh. He went on to say, Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants... Are you a servant? 
How many of you want to hear the Lord say one day, Well done, good and faithful servant. In order to fulfill and do what God wants you to do, you're going to have to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. And it's not just a one-time thing where you come up and get saved, but it is a daily thing where you go before the Lord and you say, Lord, I've got to have your spirit. Lord, I've got to have your anointing. Lord, I've got to have you to help me do what you want me to do. Whatever that might be. He said, on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit. They shall prophesy. Notice this, verse 19. This is bringing it right on down to where it's at. I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Been on the news recently about certain parts of the ocean out there turning to blood. Been hearing a lot of things about blood moons and that sort of thing. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm here to tell you this morning, I hear a sound of a rustling up in the tops of the mulberry trees. Jesus said, when you see these things, look up. When you hear that sound in the mulberry trees, he said, bestir thyself. In other words, get ready to move. Be on alert. Jesus said, watch and pray. Look at the signs and the things that's going on all around you and pray and seek God and do what he wants you to do. Bestir thyself. He said, For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. Let me tell you this. The Lord is about to smite this present evil world with seven years great tribulation. But before he does it, He's going to go before us. Matter of fact, He's going to come for us. For the Bible says that the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up to meet the Lord in the air. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Not only am I listening for the sound of going up in the mulberry trees, but I'm listening for the sound of the trump of God to sound. The rapture of the church could take place at any moment. When that sound, that wind got to blowing in those mulberry trees, it sounded like the hooves of a thousand horses coming into battle. It literally scared those Philistines to death. They started running here and yonder, and confusion was in their midst. (laughs) The Bible tells us that at the battle of Armageddon, the Lord himself will come back riding upon a white horse. That's at the end of the seven-year great tribulation period. And that you and I, Dana, if you will, pull it up on the screen. Revelation 19, verse 14. 
the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. It's been a long time since I rode a horse. I was a little boy. I fell off the booger. (laughs) But every single one of you sitting here today, every single one of you under the sound of my voice by radio today, if you're saved, when the rapture takes place, we're going to forever be with the Lord up in heaven during that seven-year great tribulation period. And when the Lord comes back at the battle of Armageddon, You will be riding behind him on a white horse. That horse will be yours. All evidence is that horse will be yours to keep forever. And right now, with all the things that's going on in this world, I hear a lot of things. But most of all, I can hear the sound of a going of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees and I got my bags packed and I'm ready to go aren't you If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 